Hey guys, how you doing? This is the Photo Bros Podcast. Thanks for hopping in. Thanks for, for joining us for the journey today. We got a great show coming up. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm super stoked. Um, now do we intro the names, Jared? I, I, just so you guys know, I've messed up the intro about three or four times here. Um, I keep starting with my the, name. The names, so. the names come after the song. But uh, structure, well, it's structure. Well, structure is important. Structure is important. Um, so let me ask you a random question. Ask no, me. You question. always ask me random you questions. Ask me I need to ask question. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. If you had to purchase a gaming console right now, oh. what would you purchase? Wow, that's wonderful. I would probably purchase a even better gaming PC than I have right now, which oh. is my laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm far so, more yeah. interested in in those like types of games. I'm actually really glad that you brought this up, man, because I've been getting a little bit back into gaming myself. You know, doing a little bit nice. of gaming, uh, playing a little bit of PC games and stuff like that. So yeah, man. Despite the you know the PS5 being so apparently amazing that it's sold out, and you know I do find the uh, the whole Nintendo Switch thing uh, pretty attractive as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the the just amount of games and like the types of games that you get on PC is is more my thing. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, it's funny you bring up the Switch. Um, I've had an interesting experience the last couple of weeks. So recently, uh, you know, I'm an Apple guy. Me and Jared are very yin yang. Like we were very opposite, like almost polar opposites when it comes to like the tech that we use and, and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I, I'm an Apple guy. I love it. Um, I have a lot of the subscriptions. Um, so you know, I was already using the Apple TV uh, like subscription. I had the the music and whatever. And then I added the news. Um, and it was like, hey, why don't you bundle everything together? We'll wrap it up under this cost that's actually more affordable than just paying for these three. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll do that, Apple. And so I've had Apple Arcade. And uh, I have an I I iPad. And it's been really cool because, you know, recently I was at my uh, my girlfriend's mother's house. And she had, like, just some people over. And there was, like, a young cousin who was playing on his Switch. I was like, that's really cool. Like, the portability of it. It's, you still have really good games. It's very interesting. Um, but then... Like later on that day, I just whipped out my iPad. I had my Xbox controller, which you can sync to seamlessly, and I'm just playing Apple Arcade games. Um, and you know, it's not Link or like you know, um, a high-end uh, Mario game or, or whatever. But um, it's still fun. It still works, and it's, there's that port about portability aspect of it. And a lot of people already have their iPads. So if you're someone who's like, you know what, it'd be cool to have something to kind of kill time on the road or, or you know maybe you're charging at a charge station if you have an electric car you want to kill some time i really i highly recommend uh, apple arcade actually it's a lot of fun nice Sneaky, man that's hell, a yeah. Good game. Yeah. hell yeah it's good to uh it's good to game it up every once in a while and uh you know take that chance to decompress i'm glad that it's not like looked down on these days i feel like there was kind of a weird yeah. period of like oh if gaming is for kids or gaming is this and that and now it's kind of just accepted that like um it's just a normal part of life you know everybody loves to just another way to wind down yeah, yeah another way to wind down and even a further way to wind down is listening to a oh, yeah. beautiful song i am assuming by my man <laughs> this guy over here who's about to play you a song that's right now guys we have a photo bros first here today photo bros first 
I will reveal what that first is after the song. Wow. After the song? Yeah. The tension. The tension's killing me, man. The tension. Well, we yeah. got to keep the viewers there. We need that yeah. watch time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. You'll find out. Just stay tuned. That okay. intro was buttery, by the way. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Melted butter? Or like... Um, buttered popcorn. Oh, okay. That intro was buttered popcorn. Buttered popcorn. Beautiful. Okay. Let me see what the best way to do this is. Like <laughs> Pointed a little bit at the guitar, too. Yeah, try to get a little bit yeah. of both in there. Mm-hmm. It's very... We were just talking about sound production and stuff, too. Oh, I'm this like, is I don't exactly know what, what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This one's called Photo Bros. Wow. <laughs> we are the Photo Bros. Love it from our head to our toes, yeah. Talking about, uh, talk about the highs and lows. This is the Photo Bros, yeah. I was totally out of rhythm there. But uh, it was pretty good. Okay, I'm gonna stop. But <laughs> did it go better in my head? Yes. It wasn't bad in in reality. Photo, as well. bro- Photo Bros first. I wrote down the lyrics and played it live. This well was a, an original. Photo Bros. I don't, don't know if it'll make it to the EP, but oh, we wow. will uh, fully original. Ooh. Not even a, a fully original. I I I was setting up, and I'm like, Alexa, give me words that rhyme with bros. Thanks. And she said toes. So I said okay, head to my toes. Yeah. She said uh, low. I said cool. The highs and lows, right? Mm-hmm, Photography, mm-hmm. videography. Yeah. yeah. And then this, you know how this we podcast we, we may start... have, we may be hitting a new low right now. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> you know what? I got, listen, I got the song next week and I will do you better. I, I, I'll do better for you. Right? <laughs> I'll do better for you. Uh, it was pretty good. It started no, it strong good. and then I realized that I was on the same chord for way too long and I was like, ah. No, I was digging it. Goes, By the way, this is the part where you tell people who you are. <sighs> okay. Well, I don't know if I want them to know now, but my yeah. name is Michael Costa, amateur musician and uh, full time well, video and uh, photo- uh i don't know i i am a mess guys my name is michael costa i'm a photographer and i'm glad to be joined with you today i'm also joined with jared poirier over here jared uh go ahead tell us a little bit about yourself three oh, seconds who are you wow i am uh a close a close personal friend of michael costa's you guys know that that's the truth and i am his comrade in photography Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. put that put that in uh, the title this time that we're comrades, comrades in photography, and I actually yeah. uh, I'm actually here to talk about photography. Believe it or not, that's what we're doing Same. today. Let's do it. Um, Michael Costa has a news, news. story, a very yeah. I'm going to say technologically advanced uh, news story. You know, and uh, just like the show, yeah, just like our show. I read it yeah. a bit. I read the thing. I got some some stuff to talk about. Some gaps in there, I'll be honest. 
uh, in the Ooh. research. But uh, Michael Costa is going to fill in those gaps, guys. He's going to tell us uh, what the f what the f's going on in the world of uh, hurricanes and uh, how that relates to photography. So another Mm. very exciting thing that we're going to talk about. Um, But before we can talk about any of that, before we can talk about uh, real-world hurricanes, we have uh, a hurricane of a topic. I don't know why it's... (laughs) (laughs) Our transitions are so good today. Yeah, (laughs) really on point. Um, And that topic is all around uh, shooting raw. Michael. Mm. So should you, should you shoot raw um, scenarios where you need to shoot raw or when you maybe don't want to shoot raw? I'm not sure. We'll kind of figure that out. Um, And, you know, also kind of like the pluses and minuses of uh, shooting raw. So let me just uh, ask you right here. Michael Costa, photographer, video photographer um uh what else are you music reactioner music reactioner you know what other skills do you have bedroom musician bedroom musician Um, you know um uh gamer 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 when there's time about 30 minute periods (laughs) uh yeah, I mean, Just I don't enough. really got many other skills. I was pretty good at wood shop in high school, but we'll leave that aside for now. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> so, what also, do you want from me? Yeah, here, that, Jared? that could uh, that could all be related uh, to, could be. to you know what we're talking about. Uh, do you shoot raw, buddy? Do you shoot raw? I do shoot raw. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like just like the flexibility it gives me, but we'll get into that. But um, yeah, I definitely shoot. I'm assuming you do as well. Uh, no, I don't know what that means. Just kidding. I know what Ah, it means. And I do shoot raw, like, pretty much all the time. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't Hmm. shoot raw. But oftentimes I, uh, I shoot raw. If you guys don't know what shooting raw is, um, because maybe you don't, we should definitely define that for the people. Um, so when we're talking photography and we're talking shooting raw, um, it's not just... Uh, something that you can put on a t-shirt that says i shoot raw and it's kind of like a borderline (laughs) gross sexual pun that you like could make right there's uh (laughs) are you referring to another jared that exists on youtube nothing just making references to nothing um okay yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah you could uh you could do that so so what's shooting raw michael like what is the deal with uh with shooting raw yeah, so I mean, when you're shooting raw, the image isn't being compressed. It's it's you're you're getting all the information in that image, um, and so it's very useful for especially when you're doing client work. Um, uh, another thing, uh, sorry, should I go into this stuff already? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, should I be going into that? All right. Uh, it's also really good for um, like even if you're doing creative stuff, um, you know, whatever. I think whenever you have like you're shooting in scenarios where one, you need a really high quality piece of work and two maybe the the highlights and shadows are a bit like scattered sometimes you shoot around the city and you have really bright uh light like um because toronto for example is like a giant reflector like you have buildings bouncing light through but you have harsh shadows and um you can kind of save a little bit from both but i think we'll go into that a bit more in a sec but um raw just gives you a lot more 
um, uh, uh, I guess, flexibility. Yeah. In, in yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a perfect definition, man. It's, it's keeping all of that data. It's literally like, uh, like you could like read it out almost, right? Like all of the data <laughs> of everything that your sensor captured, right? It's all there. Yeah. Um, it's a bigger file and yeah, for, we'll get into more detail, of course, like the reasons why you, uh, might want to, but that is the idea of saving all of that information and basically giving you that flexibility, right? So like you're not, it's not set in stone. It's not like, um, you know, it's more of even to like relate it back to comic books. I don't know why I'm going to try to do that, but if that does help people or just like drawing by hand in general, it's like drawing with a pencil instead of drawing with like ink. You know what I mean? It's like getting mm. the, the fundamentals and like the scene there. And then later you can come to it uh, and bring your own like personal, you know, when like the person who does the inks comes to the comic, like it becomes something mm. different than the, than the sketch alone. So Kind it's of a cool uh, example. I don't yeah. know if that's a helpful analogy or a distracting analogy, but <laughs> no, it's, I think uh, that's cool. It's an analogy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it works. Yeah. Um, and it does kind of make sense because a lot of the time, like, uh, well, not uh, not all the time, but sometimes you are shooting, and then somebody else is going to edit it, right? Especially when you get into yep. even like more professional work. Like I've been doing more of that lately, where I just shoot and somebody else edits. Um, two, I like that we've kept it super super photography related. I do want to. Uh, related a little bit to video as well, though. Um, you probably can't, unless you have like a really ridiculous <laughs> camera, uh, like a cinema camera or something like that, you won't be shooting like really truly raw. It's just like way too much data. Um, but yeah. there are ways, right? If you're gonna get like every frame, 30 frames, all all of that data that hit the sensor. Um, so what um, camera companies will often do is something called the log format, uh, which I believe, does your camera do log? Maybe not, right? Yes. It does? Yes, yes, oh, okay. Jared. My, awesome, my awesome, professional awesome. Sony camera also <laughs> shoots, okay. okay. I'm happy Girl, for you. Your point I'm happy here. That's a, a little low jab. Okay, but that's it's right. a little bit of that's a low right. jab, you know. But fancy cameras <laughs> like uh, like Michael's cameras, uh, you know, those uh, cinema cameras, you'll be able to shoot log. Uh, log is going to you know keep a lot of that information. Um, it's designed to get the most tonal range, right? So it's going to allow you to go like super super low contrast or super super high contrast. Have a lot of um, control over the colors how saturated, how blue, how orange, whatever. Uh, you can get that with log. Um, if your camera is less fancy uh, than Michael's, like my camera here, uh, doesn't shoot in log, the Canon 6D Mark II. Um, but what I do have, uh, Canon has these things. They are like, uh, they call them picture styles. They're kind of presets, kind of filters um, that you can put on your photos and videos. Uh, so when I'm shooting videos, I shoot like with the neutral setting so that it's not capturing really high contrast. It's not capturing saturated colors. And nice. later I can come in and decide, you know, what I want those values to be. So, um, no matter what, really, no matter what you're using. And these days, even, uh, if we are talking photography, even your cell phone, a lot of, uh, new phones, the pixel five here, uh, Michael's probably got some type of horrible iPhone, uh, but I bet you it does also shoot in raw. So. Uh, you can be prepared for that. Uh, yeah, it's kind of boring stuff, but I did 
want to at least get our, no, yeah. uh, you know, at least get our definitions out of the way so that people don't get confused. Yeah, just to add a quick thing there. Uh, so like Jared mentioned, the cinema cameras, um, the expensive ones, they typically do have like raw as an option, a uh, true raw for video. Um, what we're seeing now too is we're getting pocket cinemas. And so um, you, I'm sure, Jared, you've heard of like the Black the Black Magic has a, yeah. has one. Yeah. Uh, I think Red is working on one. I don't think it's out yet. But um, yeah, we're going to get more of like a, an affordable option um kind of like the price of like an a7 III or, or something like that and within that two thousand dollar price range it does eat up your memory very quickly though so yeah. just a, a little foresight for you there um a 64 gigabyte card will will be done in, in minutes it's just it's you're talking about raw images 24 at least a second yeah um like that's what we're talking about here right we're talking about true raw everyone knows video is is just it's just photography <laughs> at a very fast rate yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah uh that's just a little something i want to throw in there but uh jared why don't you tell me a little bit about um specific scenarios that like that really help to have raw uh working for you for sure, man. Uh, yeah, let's do that, and then and then we can maybe talk about uh, some of those situations when you won't want to use it, or maybe some of like the disadvantages, yeah. or you know, maybe break it down that way, like advantages and disadvantages, sort of thing. But yeah, yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give you I'll give you examples though, for sure. Um, sure. I think that you know. Obviously, we talked about the main one, which is like that flexibility, the ability to have choices after, especially like I said, if it is on a shared project, right? Or even just for yourself, like sometimes you shoot something a certain way and you get that back in the studio, you put some music over it and you're like, oh man, like I'm seeing this totally differently and and you you know you grade it accordingly and kind of create the yeah. the appropriate vibe right so that's definitely one reason uh why you would do it like one scenario um you know the reason is having that flexibility the scenario is you know working on a shared project or just wanting to have that flexibility for for your own yeah. editing um other advantages obviously like if we're talking about uh photography they're as opposed to like shooting JPEG or whatever, uh, even like smaller JPEGs on your camera or on your phone, um, you know, you're you're stuck with that. Um, and those files aren't going to be like very high resolution, right? So depending on how you're going to want to use that, like I've taken some photos and I'm just like kind of screwing around and being like, oh yeah, this will be fun. I'll, I'll take a fun photo here. And then I'm like later on, man, I wish I had uh, like a better version of that photo, right? Kind of get bummed out by the fact that like I shot it that one way. It's like a small image and uh, yeah, it just kind of sucks, you know, <laughs> especially <Yeah. laughs> especially when you do want to crop and things like that, right? Like if you're shooting raw, you have all that data, you have uh, yeah. a massive image to work with, right? Like millions of pixels and you can actually crop down, like you could even like take a, a photo of like multiple people and just like cut one person out, for instance, or yeah. whatever, you know, really like trim down uh and crop and and have those options and if you're shooting jpeg uh again you're basically you're basically stuck it is basically that like writing in or you know writing with pen or drawing with pen yeah. uh or you know putting sharpie <laughs> on your walls <laughs> scenario right <laughs> um so yeah those are those are right. some of the some of the things about it 
Yeah, that's a good point. It's almost like uh, I feel like you're right there on the analogy, but it's almost like um, like uh, engravings. It's like yeah. okay, well, I can get a marker and go through this in, in engraving or something, or, or a, a, you know something to go through that line. But I can't, you know, can't really do much uh, other than that. It's 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 engraved in stone. Um, yeah. But I really like your points there. Uh, I think the key word is just flexibility. But yeah, um, yeah I think you know, Jared. I I, I don't know like how many ways we can we can kind of describe it, but it, it it all ties back to that i think it's just you know when you're shooting client gigs being able to to pull out that detail when you need it sometimes yeah. um you know when you're in a studio environment it's really nice because things are set but you don't always have that opportunity jared knows he shoots a lot of real estate um and so different rooms have different you know light exposure the, yeah. the window some rooms don't have windows um and so being able to, of course, you being a professional, you have to be able to like make micro adjustments on the fly, but no one's perfect. It happens. And just to be able to pull a little bit more of that detail is always really, really helpful. Yeah. And so I think like, especially if you're someone who is, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I really want to start making that big step. I don't know, like what kind of things should I really be keeping in mind when starting like a freelance business? Um, and, and I'd say like on the tech side, see if you can shoot raw and, and yeah obviously start playing around with manual as well have control over your device and your tools but i think yeah um it's it's similar to shooting manual it's just being able to you know uh have that control after the fact right yeah when you're saying like getting into client gigs and things like that right like that's definitely a big point it's just more professional right it's definitely more yeah. professional to uh to shoot raw and i definitely need to shout out uh, my buddy Bailey Wazell, uh, actually fellow Timmins boy. So shout out to Bailey. Ooh. I'll make sure that I tell him at uh, timestamp twenty three whatever <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that he's getting a shout out because he's the person who originally uh, told me to start shooting in RAW. I actually wasn't. I was shooting JPEGs, and he was like, "Hey man, like you got to shoot." That was a long time ago, like three years ago or whatever. But yeah, it's like you got to start shooting them RAWs, son. And I was like, "Damn, you know." And I pretty much. Uh, for all for all of my client work and whatnot, I, I do shoot raw, um, and it does help you a lot. Like basically, like try to get the most like neutral image that you can, at, like with your camera settings, with what you can do, with the the you know hardware, software, everything that you have, and it's going to give you that flexibility because you, your client might not even be able to explain to you from the get go like what they really want, and you end up like shooting it, and then yeah. it does definitely help in my experience to uh, to have you know some some kind of ability to to change things. It's kind of you know you're not stuck there; you still have that freedom. Yeah. And I think um, I, I touched on it earlier. Just the last point I want to have on the advantages is, is like for creative, it's actually arguably more important because, for example, um, I, me and a lot of my friends, we love walking around downtown and just taking photos. And when you're doing that, you don't have like necessarily anything pre-planned. Sometimes people bring like, you know, oh, a prism or something that they want to play around with because they've heard about it, but they don't have like a clear yeah, it depends on if you're shooting with Jess or not, whether she brings that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. The prism queen. But uh, no, it, it's it's nice because like, again, you don't necessarily have a clear direction of what you want. And so like Jared mentioned before, like I think you're referring to video, but it's relevant to just being able to like put your music on and edit your photos and just have this creative expression uh, experience and like 
being able to be like, you know what? Wait, um, let me really pull that out. Let me really punch into this. Yeah. Like you said, you can crop in a lot more. Yeah. When you're editing like a, a JPEG image, you can maybe crop in a fourth of no like a third i don't know like a quarter of the way i don't know <laughs> i wouldn't even crop i wouldn't even crop but um, yeah you can do that and and play around um a lot of different ways too so yeah i think for for both sides of it the, the creative the yeah. like purely creative personal projects whatever you want to call it and the in the business side of it yeah like super, yeah for sure super man important. uh i think we got about five minutes before we get into the news but uh you want to talk yeah. about some of the disadvantages of raw yeah, I think the the biggest thing is gonna be, I mean, for me at least, is is just size. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So raw raws. I mean, I, I think when you're shooting JPEG, it's been a while, but I'm gonna say they were in and around like one to three megs per mm-hmm. image, and now we're talking like fifteen to twenty five. Um, so it's a significant jump, especially when you're again doing professional work. Yeah. Um, you're gonna be photos. shooting right a lot of photos hours of of shooting especially if you're shooting like a wedding or something and you're there for hours you need to have large cards lots of cards ways to back up your cards um um and of course there are other things that you can do but maybe we'll have like a very quick lightning round quick tips yeah but that could uh, be that could be another shirt i have lot large cards you know i have large cards picture of the sd card it's not as not as good i guess i don't know anyway <laughs> I think I have an idea. We have. A I have a large though. card. There, that's better. I have a large card. There we go, Anyways. guys. Find our merch. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah, that's definitely having those bigger files. Uh, having like duplicate files as well because you're gonna have like that original raw and then like what you send to your client. You know the JPEGs that you send to your client. So, um, yeah, you're just gonna need uh, storage for that. Uh, those SD cards, those external hard drives. Um, whatever it is that helps you deal with that. Um, you're also going to need to manage those files. So there's a whole bunch of software uh, that you're probably going to need. Well, not a whole bunch, but you're going to need some software, right? Um, either yes. Photoshop or uh, my personal fave uh, friend of the show, Lightroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially if you're doing bulk photos so keep in mind you know what that what that, that is going to cost you that like 30 bucks a month or whatever that you're going to have to pay for a software um arguably uh arguably it's going to take longer to edit but i don't know if that yes. one's even necessarily true um i have that one on here yeah. too it is yeah. a weird one but i know what you it, mean it's a weird yeah, one, yeah, right? yeah why is it weird it's weird because it's it's for the best but it's yeah i mean like when you have typically when you're shooting jpegs you can't do as much with it so you just you don't do as much with it and and so with raws you you can be in there for hours just editing one image yeah it's pretty cool but yeah then on the other side of it though like there are those images where you like let's say shot at jpeg right or somehow like lost the raw file and you ended up with a jpeg and trying to like edit that jpeg trying to like save it essentially is going to be like a maybe potential more hours of work right so that's why it's kind of a a a tricky one um can we reset cameras i think so what time is it on your cameras Ooh, did i not record the zoom call i hope i did right you did oh yeah it says recording Oh man! Sometimes I get scared. Okay, <laughs> we, can, we can reset it, and then maybe okay. we'll just do. I want to do a quick tip, but I got yeah. I want I I got a little bit more to. Uh, okay, to cool. Say, so. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. All right. One, two, three.
One, two, three. Yeah, you can come in if you want. That's a, a great point there. And actually, I really like how you reference the JPEG part if you have that as a backup. Um, that's kind. That's my lightning tip, I guess. My very quick tip I just want to give in. If you are uh, lucky enough to have, uh, like my camera, <laughs> Sony's, you know, uh, to have two card slots in your camera. Uh, Jared, how many card slots do you have, by the way? Just checking in. Oh, bro, I got like so many card slots. Yeah, so Jared has one card slot. I just wanted to make that known uh, just for the little low jab earlier. But uh, if you do have two card slots, one thing you can do, obviously, like we mentioned, um, might get a little tight with one because of how large the file sizes are. But with two, you can actually program your camera uh, within the settings to make JPEG backups. um, And you can send it to the other card. You know, oh, or cool. if you're not shooting too much today, you can just do it on one card. That's totally fine if, if you're a Canon guy or, or whatever. I know some of those older Canons were better and they have them. But, uh, you know, um, <laughs> you just bite that lower lip. But, um, yeah, the, the, the other nice thing, too, about the getting the JPEGs as a backup is when you have to when you have some gigs are like this where you'll almost like very quickly have to review those images with your client. And so just a very quick visual where you can pull that up pretty much immediately. Um, it, you have the JPEGs available. That's another thing as well uh, yep. that I like about doing that little backup tip, but um, yeah, sorry. Uh, and Jared, do you have any quick tips, any kind of closing remarks on, on this? What do people need to know still about raw? Uh, well, the thing that I want to say at the end here about raw, um, is that you don't have to shoot in raw if you don't want to, Mm. uh, you shouldn't Mm. feel pressured to do it if, uh, especially if it's just like your own personal thing or you're just doing it for fun. Um, you don't necessarily have to shoot in raw. And Mm. if it's something where like content, you know, you need to, you need to get it out. Sometimes you can't be like so obsessed about certain things, right? Like going through all of those steps. And I'm going to out myself right now. This episode of Photography Brothers, I did not shoot this raw, guys. I shot this with (laughs) the landscape uh, like preset in my camera. So, really? uh, And when I throw this into uh, Premiere, I'm not going to do any color grading on it. I'm just going to put it in there and i'm gonna release it and uh you know that's that's my personal message to you guys is you know if you're doing that really professional thing and you've got that client that's very particular then obviously you know you're gonna be shooting raw um if you need that flexibility uh if you want to be able to make a lot of decisions later on of course but there was a uh, photographer who I met um, last winter. I think his name was Bob or something like that. And he was just out <laughs> shooting and, and we, we got to talking about photography and he was like, oh, I, I don't know why, why we were talking about shooting raw, but he was like, oh, I don't shoot raw. Like, fuck that. <laughs> right? He was just doing, and he just like took, takes his photos and puts them like right on his phone and just uploads them. So, you know, for, for certain things, uh, just the fact that people like might make fun of you and be like, Oh, you don't shoot raw or whatever. I don't feel like you should feel that pressure. That's true. Yeah. yeah because it, I mean, look, this is, we're creatives, right? Like yeah. at the end of the day, regardless of whether or not you also profit, like, and you have a business, like we're, we're in it because we're creative and it needs to be a welcoming environment. Yeah. We can't For be sure. like putting up, you know, signs being like, you you have to be shooting raw. You need to be spending hours on edits. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If you're taking yeah, really good yeah, images yeah. and you're lighting them perfectly and like yeah. shit, you don't even need, you don't need it. 
And it's Maybe. the same thing, yeah. you know, if you if you have that Sony and you don't really understand all that manual stuff, you know, you just throw that on auto and like, that's okay too, yeah. right? Like we yeah, so if Jared were to switch over, I know he'd struggle, but I, I know, um, you know, for the majority of us who understand it, uh, yeah, I think it wouldn't be too hard. So right, know, right, right, get right. shooting raw, getting shooting raw. Uh, we're going to get some, some merch uh, made oh, I have, for uh, sure. And I have one more. I have one more thing. Oh, okay, Speaking good. Because we don't really have merch. Please. We don't really have merch yet or a Patreon yeah. or anything, but maybe one day. Um, <laughs> there's really no way for you to pay us for this podcast. If you see us in real life, buy us, <laughs> buy us a drink. <laughs> just give us, a, toss a coin at us or something. Give just toss it right at Jared's head. Yeah, give just me a, toss a coin. Well, I have, my, I have my hat on. Michael has no head protection, though. So No. Oh, and by the way, no, wouldn't yeah. it be crazy if I had a dramatic reveal pulled off and all my hair oh. was going to? And I joined you. I thought you, you were about the, to. Imagine. Right? Yeah. That would be that would be gnarly. Um, no, what I do want to say on a business side, um, really, guys, uh, don't give your clients your raw files ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Just don't. Just don't. If they ask you for your raw files, that's just like, I don't know. It's just wrong. <laughs> it's don't, wrong. Don't do it. Don't do it. I put it in yeah. my contracts that, uh, like, literally, I'm not giving you raw files it's it's something that you need to have control over right like if you're going to hand over those raws and people are going to have the ability to edit your photos later and kind of put it up and still say it's your photo or whatever it's just uh it's a mess it's a mess so let me it's controlling let me your in. brand yeah what's that it's it's controlling like how right. your, brand Control your brand awareness and like how people perceive it right yes yeah. yes so very important don't be uh don't be giving those raws away that's our our little advice from me and michael costa <laughs> uh, don't just give away the raw yeah don't be don't give away the raw another, another t-shirt <laughs> option okay uh you want to get into the news we can get into the news we got an interesting one but uh, first i think we usually do a little uh, a little news intro And we're back. Uh, beautiful intro, beautiful intro. Yeah. Uh, so today we're talking about something a little different. Uh, Jared kind of teased it a little bit in the beginning, but um, of course it comes from Petapixel. Uh, who else? Uh, the article uh, subject line, the title of the article is Surfing Sail Drone Captures Footage from Inside Hurricane Sam. Um, so yeah. I'm just going to read a little bit of, inf of information mm -hmm. on this and then we'll have a bit more of a conversation. Um, so sail drone and the NOAA, uh, I decided to just go with the abbreviation because, um, uh, yeah, you know how we are with pronouncing stuff here on this show have released the first video footage gathered by an unmanned surface drone. Uh, they're calling them USVs. So if you're hearing that, uh, it's not some alternative to a UFO or something like that. Uh, and it's inside the hurricane. Now, they got five of these things sitting on the water. Um, this one specifically captured some very interesting footage. Uh, this one is called the SD1045. So, you know, if you want to buy your fan t-shirts and all that, you go ahead and look for the <laughs> SD1045 uh, for the Sail Drone Explorer. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, he was directed into the path of Hurricane Sam. And it's a Category 4 uh, hurricane and if you guys get a chance to look at the footage we're obviously going to link that down below it's it's 
it's just like in the water there's no um it's not near shore so you don't see like any wreckage or anything like that but it's pretty intense um i think if you're someone who's like scared of drowning it's a little anxiety inducing um but um it's pretty impressive to see that footage um especially with how intense like what we're saying like this storm is right we're talking about weather ceiling on our you know a73s and 60s like this is a whole <laughs> other level like you know what i mean we're talking about 120 miles an hour winds uh 40 foot uh, 50 foot waves my sorry uh, my apologies there um it's absolutely unbelievable uh we have people up in the uh, iss the international space system uh, uh station sorry uh megan MacArthur, she's an astronaut over there sending photos of the storm it looks unbelievably intimidating from from up top and uh i i you know i just hope sd1045 can make it um but it looks like he's doing just fine i think the i think it's just an interesting piece of technology we're talking about um you know surface drones here now right um, I think there's an interesting conversation to have around whether or not maybe that's another market that the consumer level is going to start exploring, right? We have mm. obviously um, drones in the sky, but what about water drones, stuff, stuff like that, um, sending them across the water? Who knows? But usually it starts with something um, and, and then, you know, the information kind of trickles down, whether it's like from a military level or, or, or you know, from some other, uh, you know, business perspective and then that trickles down into a consumer level. So it's going to be interesting to see how... Uh, or if any of this even translates to something that you can purchase down the line. But uh, I thought it was a cool, just a little achievement uh, for video. Um, and like we said, technically photography, because video is technically just a bunch of photos, you know what I mean? So True, photography yeah. will also take this win, Jared. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like when you read this article, I guess what, like in general, what are some thoughts that come to mind for you? Uh, I think it's really intriguing, man. Uh, I like it. It relates very well to, you know, uh, a lot of the things that we like to talk about here. Um, yeah. Surprisingly uh, relates to our episode all about uh, Fairy Creek, right? Like that kind of yeah. relationship um, between like economics and the environment and thinking about that, right? Like that is yeah. kind of the purpose of these videos. Uh, it's not just like so that we have rad videos of like these drones like doing cool, <laughs> this is right cool weight right. cool surfing <laughs> right quote from the article these devices are collecting yeah. real-time observations from yeah. numerical hurricane prediction models right right and quote from yeah. red bull and it's rad as hell <laughs> and they did it like just a little like <laughs> yeah. rad <This> icon <laughs> for our uh audio listeners we're doing the uh surfer woo um woo and, uh, yeah. and finger there yeah. um, for our video listeners. Woo. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the other thing that's interesting here, um, why, you know, why do they want to know, why do they want to gather this data, these videos, analyze this? It's basically so that we can protect people uh, from, you know, losing their entire city or, you know, we've seen the example time and time again of where stuff like this happens around the world. Uh, probably the one that most people who listen to this podcast will understand this reference is like Hurricane Katrina um, and like the disaster in New Orleans, you know, having yeah, the ability yeah. to uh, to chart these storm systems, uh, to understand, to make predictions, uh, to give people early warning, like, hey, the uh, storm's coming, you know, you, you better, you better uh, get ready, get, get those levees, get uh, sandbags or 
or get out of there if it's bad enough. You know what I mean? So I think that yeah, that's yeah. Uh, uh, an interesting point. Uh, I also wanted to, because I thought that uh, this was good to know. Uh, you mentioned that Hurricane Sam is a category four storm. Uh, as mm-hmm. your research expert on the podcast, I decided to dive in a little bit into what the hell that means. Because uh, you always okay. hear these things, right? It's a category yeah. this storm. And people say it, they throw it around. Oh, category this category that right but no one really knows what it means so except for me because i researched it and now you guys and now michael um so there is a system a standardized system of categorizing tropical storms it's called the uh sapphire simpson scale uh and it goes up to five so five is the most intense storms ever. This one is a four, uh, which means sustained winds uh, between 130 and 156 miles per hour. Um, now, the people who wrote this article at Petapixel mentioned those winds getting up to 125. Um, not sure what accounts for the discrepancy here. Uh, maybe yeah. Petapixel isn't quite doing the uh, the research that we do here on the on the Photo Bros mm. uh, pod. Maybe. You know, maybe they need to uh, hire us. I'm not sure if they want to yeah. uh, send a, send an email over. Uh, that email address uh, is. Oh, well. Uh, Michael I think knows it what is their email photo. Address is. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. It is the photo bros dot podcast at gmail dot com photobros.podcast yeah. at gmail.com. Beautiful, Michael. Beautiful. So uh, we'll be hearing from Petapixel soon, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it is just a, uh, a very, very interesting thing to know about, I guess. And I'm glad that we know about it. Yeah. 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 The other uh, element that I want to add there is my last point around, you know, what it's trying to achieve. Like Jared talked to there, obviously um, kind of being able to predict. And, yeah. and warn and, and for safety purposes that way but it's also studying to try and understand you know like how do these like cyclones uh grow and intensify yeah. you know understanding it just a bit more in depth um you know with a fine comb like jared mentioned like we do here on the show with our with our uh our, our information and our research um and so yeah uh, well, obviously, we'll be having SD1045 on episode uh, one, 126. Yeah, whenever um, it uh, gains um, sentience. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're it's on its here. way. It's on its way for sure. Well, it's um, hitting those rad waves, man. Everybody knows that's the path <laughs> to, to uh, self-realization, right? To it's going to have like to long consciousness. locks. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all correlated, bro. Uh, Sounds good. Um, yeah, I think that's um, pretty much yeah. pretty much the podcast, I guess, right? I think that's that's pretty much it. Here's my question for the day. I'm gonna leave this guy with okay. th- this one with you guys. What is a maybe not a traditional consumer level photo and camera photo or, or video camera uh, that you know of that you think is really cool? We we're obviously talking obviously talking about you know the sail drone explorer here, but whether that's up in space, maybe it's it's the Hubble or it's something like that. What is one that you really like uh, taking a gander at sometimes if uh, if it's something that's publicly released, you know? 
cool cool That'd be yeah your question but yeah you you made it weird at the end it was pretty normal. i did i did make it a little weird yeah 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 maybe it's maybe it's your buddy in apartment 46 pointing it across to another building's apartment you know okay. uh, yeah and we're mate we're yeah. just digging that hole further All i right, just wanted to go real weird there um yeah, yeah. yeah. wow that's maybe a perfect... there are dead bodies involved <laughs> oh, man. okay wow interesting well michael uh, yeah. michael is going to be Jail. telling you yeah. more about dead bodies over on uh the growing no. growing no uh he's not talking about he's talking about different stuff on the growing photographer uh i'm i'm hopefully gonna remember i'll put that link down there uh you can also check out more of my nonsense i've got a youtube mm-hmm. channel called the metal nerd where i talk about metal uh, i was doing a bunch of reaction videos i've been uh working on my own music so haven't had a lot of time to react to you know all these other clowns music but i'll get to it um but i have been doing some little vlogs over there so if you're interested to check those out go ahead and the reactions are coming back soon might have one up in the next couple weeks um masha and the dogs is also putting out great content uh she's got a couple new episodes out Uh, another one coming with yours truly uh might actually be out around the same time as this episode so uh go and check out masha and the dogs there may or may not be an episode with me there might be um other stuff i want to give some additional shout outs uh michael can you guess who i'm gonna shout out if you had to guess if i had to get uh i'm gonna say uh sail drone explorer sd1045 okay michael's pretty obsessed with this sail drone i don't know if what that is about um but uh maybe it has something to do with uh, his own insecurities in life, but um, that he couldn't do those gnarly waves, and he's just kind of projecting onto yeah. the sail drone here. Um, I but think he's uh, so cool. yeah. sail drone, like it would mean a lot to him. Just book, maybe book a Zoom call with him or something. Sail drone, and uh, <laughs> and, and really make sure Michael's uh, wishes come true. Uh, no, I'm talking about the good people over at Feed Spot, uh, who were nice enough to give us a uh, feature on their list yeah. of the best photography podcasts uh number three so uh now that we're talking about on the podcast i'm assuming next year you know feed spot we're going to be number one obviously right um because we are the world's uh premier uh podcast on photography after all um what else do i have here oh yes other people to shout out i just want to give a shout out to um our good friend jess uh on instagram her thing is uh i think it's jiffy uh so j-i-f-f-y we'll get the official we'll link, link down below we're but gonna yeah. put the official link down yeah. below um but yes photographer extraordinaire prism queen jess um yes. actually we didn't talk about it but me and michael had the opportunity to party down uh so happy yeah. happy belated birthday by the way michael um, don't know why we're doing that at the end of the podcast but uh i got to meet some of michael's uh photography friends and uh uh, yeah, definitely had some great conversations uh, with Jess in particular. So I wanted to shout her out. She's got some crazy, some crazy photography, guys. So make sure yeah. that you check that. Uh, anything else before we go, buddy? No, just, just, uh, yeah, just thank you to you, Jared, uh, for uh, for coming on the show, coming prepared. That was a fun night, by the way. So we got to do that again fun. soon. Um, and yeah, if uh, shout out, if you shout guys... out to Jen, shout out to Jen. <laughs> Shout out to Jin. 
Shout out to uh, uh, Mary. Uh, I'm going to stop there because I don't know uh, <laughs> if I want to go into it. But Mary, Mary J is a good friend of ours as well, who also uh, of course. was great, attended. Great photographer, always attends. Great photographer. She's she's honestly very good. We'll, we'll link her down below. Um, highly, highly reliable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Broderick was there. Broderick, also yeah. uh, a guest out. of the show, and that was fun. But uh, yeah, you know, all those people, I think there's just a big thank you uh, to Jared and everyone. You know, you are a culmination of everyone, and uh, it was. Uh, it's always fun to shoot around and shoot the shit with uh, other creatives. It uh, helps you grow your own creativity and, and such and such, Jared. Isn't, but isn't uh, that, yeah, isn't that what it's about? Isn't that what we yeah. do on the podcast? And isn't that what we're gonna go do as soon as this episode is over? Yes. Long long drink break there. Long drink break, and we'll see you next week.